I hope that in, with the passing of time, Elias will somehow come to love me, <laughs> to uh, forgive me, and to be gentle with me in my old age. Now, although uh, Elias Woodrow Hedges is a remarkable little man, and we saw a bit of the remarkableness of him in the lustiness of his voice, uh, lustiness in a good sense, he has a, a set of pipes on him that we pray will sometime be used for good purpose. Though he is a remarkable little man, and though he has an excellent pedigree, I would submit, and he has great promise in this life, he could not walk and he could not carry himself here to this place to meet God in the water. He could not come here under his own power. Like the man in the gospel, Elias had to be carried here to meet God in the water. Saints Mar Matthew and Mark and Luke, each of them tell the story that we heard in the gospel today about the man who was carried to Jesus. Each one of them tells the story, so it must have in it something that the Holy Spirit really wants us to hear. Perhaps we should listen up to the gospel, and I pray you listen up to the homily. Such a Lord we have who can heal us of all our infirmities by the word of his command. And such a Lord we have who can forgive us of all our sins by the word of his grace. And wrap yourself around this one. Such friends we have who he has given us in his church who will help carry us to him when we cannot. Such friends we have here among us and around us and on the walls and all around us in the world such friends we have who will carry us to him when we cannot carry ourselves. If you put the story together from the three Gospels, there is a wonderful lesson that is seen in the fullness of the telling of the tale. Multitudes of able-bodied and infirm were flocking to the Lord. They were coming to where he was, to hear his teachings, and perhaps somehow to touch him to receive healing from him. People will come to where there is healing. So the house is filled to capacity, and the gathering there in Judea can hold no more. Latecomers and those who were without the strength to barge in had to stand disappointed outside the door. Yet where there is a spark of a will and a desire in the heart, there is always a way to get in to see Jesus. And even if you have arrived here late today, don't lose heart. There is a place for you up until the last minute. And even if you feel like you don't fit in, don't lose heart. For there are those around you who will carry you and who welcome you here. For some of us, just getting to church is a struggle. Some of us are made so infirm by what ails us 
that it seems that we cannot walk to the door of the house to see Jesus, let alone to barge in to get close to him. But it is in this house, it is in this house where Jesus is, that is where the healing is that we so desperately need. How then can we get near to Jesus to be healed and to be forgiven? I will tell you, the Lord greatly loves you. And that is what it begins with. He knows each of you by your name. He knew the day of your birth. He has watched you along through your life. He knows your infirmities. He knows your pain. And he knows your sickness. But he still greatly loves you. And you can have a confidence that he will make a way for you to get near to him. He will leave no sufferer behind. He's like a ranger. He will leave no man behind. He will leave no woman, no child behind. He wants them all to come to him. Whatever it takes. When the paralytic in our gospel couldn't get there by his own power, it is recorded that four friends lifted him up. And not only did they carry him to the door, they did not give up until he was in once they had carried him to the place. They did not give up on him in spite of the obstacles that his infirmity presented to them, in spite of the obstacle of the crowd. Saints Mark and Saint Luke report that they even cut a hole in the roof to let him down. I, lo I love that one. They couldn't get in the building, so they climbed up on the roof and cut a hole, cut a skylight in, and lowered him down to the middle where Jesus was. And seeing all of this, seeing the four friends who had carried the paralytic to him, the Lord makes a stunning declaration. Don't miss out on, on the subtlety and the power of what he says. It says... He looked at their faith, their faith, the faith of the friends. He looked at their faith and he said to the one paralyzed, your sins are forgiven. Wrap yourself around that for a minute. He looked at the faith of those who had carried the man and said to the man, your sins are forgiven. Their faith was what he looked at. Your sins may be forgiven because of the faith of your friends. And so it is that friends and family have carried many of us to the Lord when we could not carry ourselves. The mother, the father, the godparents, they present the newborn with joy and they present him with hope to the waters of baptism long before the baby could walk there himself. And so it is that the rebellious, the estranged, and even the separated have been carried back to healthy communion by the lifted up arms and the prayers of those who love them. We may prod one another, we may carry one another to Jesus, toward his house of his church. And even in our weakest moments, 
on those days where our very soul seems to be paralyzed, where our very soul seems to be crippled. Even on those days, the strong arm of the church lifts us on both sides and at the front and at the back. Can it be that it is given to us to carry our neighbors to Christ? Can it be that it is given to this parish to carry our neighbors in this city and perhaps even our country to Christ? Are we up for such a work? Or do we just want to get a seed ourselves? Are we up for this work? We must be careful to do not only the work of our own salvation, but we must have a care for the weak that have been given to us. Those who have been given to us to carry, we must have a care for. For from time to time, we each of us shall be weak. Do not waver, therefore, in your intercessions for family, friends, neighbors, and even for those who seem to be your enemies. For we are enjoined to pray for our enemies, not just for those who are in the bosom of our affection. We are enjoined to pray for those who have decided to become our enemies. We must not become their enemies. We must pray for them. If the Lord has blessed you with health and strength, then offer it back to him in the service of your strong body to help carry. If the Lord has blessed you with suffering or an infirmity, even one that looks like it won't be healed in this life, then offer it up to him too. And from your weakness, in your weakness, pray for others. Be strong in your spirit, if not in your body. For farther along, we shall be healed of all infirmities, just as farther along we shall understand why. We are here in the presence of the Lord, and there is great joy when someone is healed. Yet there is far surpassing and eternal joy when we experience the healing of forgiveness. Oh, that we would forgive one another without charge, just as the Lord has forgiven us, even if we don't get the apology that is crafted with just the words that we want to hear, even if we aren't given some sort of, retrib of, some sort of payment for what it is that the wrong has been done to us, even if we don't get what we want out of it, we ought to forgive. The church must always be a place of healing and forgiveness. We must reach out to those who are in most painful need, for from time to time, we each of us will be in painful need. The church must become what it is, a healer of those who cannot pay. And in such a holy house as this, we shall find joy in the free, pure giving of glory to God. We who were carried here and we who may have carried others, may we see this. And may we be consumed with zeal for the beauty of such a house. All glory, honor, and worship are reserved for God who is present in this house. And if in the moment, if now you do not see this, if in the moment you do not hear this, then pray that he will show you 
and that you may hear and that you may see. And may we ourselves each be lifted up and healed to the glory of God the Father. Amen.